Mark chapter number 6. I read a quote this week, and you can see it. Um, Charles Spurgeon said this quote about this passage of Scripture. But he said this, he said, Hard hearts and painful unbeliefs spring up in the waste places where we bury our forgotten mercies. That's a pretty deep quote, and I'll leave it up there. I asked Brother Sousa to leave it up there just to reference it. But what he was saying is what we want to look at today, that a lot of times we... Our hearts get hard and we struggle with belief and seeing God in every situation because we have forgotten how God's been so merciful to us. And all the times that God has shown himself so faithful. I think all of us can agree, I hope today, that God has been good and gracious to us. God is so good to us. He's better to us than we ever could deserve. Um, he's, his goodness and um, again the goodness of the Lord he should lead us to repentance. We should see how good he is and it should bring us closer to him. And um, But God's been good to us. I don't care who you are. God's been good to you. You, you, you live in a, in, a, in a great country. You, you have freedoms. You, we all had clothes to choose from and doesn't look like any of us are starving to death. Uh, we're Lord's been good to us, and uh, so thank the Lord for that. Um, but the disciples here had an issue, and I want you to see this real quick. And uh, I really enjoyed studying this this week, um, and uh, so I hope I can share how it's encouraged me, and hopefully it encouraged you as well. But in Mark chapter six, starting in verse number thirty-five, is where we're going to read. And it says this, Mark six thirty-five, and this is a familiar passage of Scripture. Most of us have heard the story uh, where the Lord fed the 5,000, um, and he fed them, of course, with just five loaves and two fishes. It was an absolute miracle what God did, um, and, uh, but God did. He says, is that story true? 100%. It's in the Word of God. It is true, all right? So, well, that would take a miracle. That's what our Lord specializes in, all right? Uh, but in Mark chapter 6, verse number 35, it says this, And when the day was now far spent, his disciples came unto him and said, This is a desert place. Now the time is far past. Send them away that they may go to the country round about and into the villages and buy themselves bread, for they have nothing to eat. He answered and said unto them, Give ye them to eat. And they say unto him, Shall we go and buy 200 penny worth of bread and give them to eat? He saith unto them, How many loaves have ye? Go and see. When they knew, they say, Five and two fishes. And he commanded them to make all sit down by companies upon the green grass. And they sat down in ranks by hundreds and by fifties. And when he had taken the five loaves and the two fishes, he looked up to heaven and blessed and brake the loaves and gave them to his disciples to set before them and the two fishes divided among them all and they did all eat and were filled and they took up 12 baskets full of the fragments and of the fishes and they that did eat of the loaves were about 5,000 men and straightway he commanded his disciples to get into the ship 
and go to the other side before unto Bethsaida, while he sent away the people. And when he had sent them away, he departed into a mountain to pray. And when even was come, the ship was in the midst of the sea, and he alone on the land. And he saw them toiling and rowing, for the wind was contrary unto them. And about the fourth watch of the night he cometh unto them, walking upon the sea, and would have passed by them. But when they saw him walking upon the sea, they supposed it had been a spirit, and cried out. For they all saw him, and were troubled. And immediately he talked with them, and saith unto them, Be of good cheer. It is I, be not afraid. And he went up unto them into the ship, and the wind ceased. They were sore amazed in themselves beyond measure, and wondered. Verse 52, For they considered not the miracle of the loaves, for their heart was hardened. I want to preach this morning real quick on, They considered not the miracle of the loaves. Let's pray. Father, Lord, we pray you'd speak to our hearts today. Lord, the enemy would love to distract us this morning and get our minds on a lot of different things, but Lord, we need this. Lord, I, I needed this. I pray that, Lord, it might be a blessing to someone else. Lord, I pray that your Son would be exalted, and if anyone doesn't know Jesus as their Savior, that today would be the day of their salvation. And Father, I just pray that you'd encourage the heart of all of your children today, and in Christ's name we pray. Amen. Let's review what we just read. God is good and gracious to us all. Amen. We read in this passage of Scripture that when he fed the 5,000, it started with the fact that the Lord had compassion on the people. Uh, The disciples, they had one message and one suggestion for the Lord with all these 5,000 people. Their message in verse number 36 was, send them away. You know, God, they're getting on our nerves. Uh, We can't take care of them. Send them home. But the Lord didn't do that because he loved them. Instead, he gives a command. And I love how simple it is. The disciples says, send them away. They can go find a a nearby town or city, and they can buy themselves something to eat. And the Lord answers in verse number 37 and said to them, give ye them to eat. It's a simple command, right? They said, Lord, you send them away. Uh, They need to go find something to eat. It's getting evening time. We can't help them. Send them away. And the Lord says, give them something to eat. We don't have anything. I mean, they, 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 they didn't have any food to give them. And we know from the other passages of scriptures, they looked around and found a little boy and had this lunch with these five loaves and these two fishes. And again, don't think like a loaf of bread at the grocery store, right? Uh, even that would have still been an unbelievable miracle, but it's even greater than that. We're talking, he had a biscuit, all right? Uh, you know, and, uh, you know, and he, he, uh, the disciples were told to go and get them something to eat. And, uh, of course, he uh, amazes the disciples and confounds them by taking these five loaves and two fishes. And he didn't just feed everybody, but the Bible says they ate until they were filled. I mean, they, they you know, had seconds, thirds, whatever they needed, all right? Uh, but they, they, they were full. And, and then, he then, uh, of course, has compassion on the, the disciples because by no coincidence, there's how many baskets left over of food? Oh. Yeah, one for each, right? right? A little souvenir. Don't forget, 
God can do the impossible. Amen? So straightway, the Bible says, so immediately after this event, he tells the disciples, he says, all right, and he goes through the same um, uh, pattern again. He gives them a command. He tells them to get in a boat and to go to the other side. Um, He has compassion on them. And this, I read this in my personal devotions the other day, and I just, I highlighted it. I love it. In verse 48, he saw them toiling and rowing. The Lord knows when we're having a hard time. And he notices. And he has compassion on them as they're toiling and they're rowing. And then he confounds them and amazes them because what did he do? He walked on the water. Again, we're so used to Bible stories, we just think, yes, he did, right? That's an unbelievable miracle. If you don't believe me, go to Stone Lick. Try it out, all right? Uh, you're not going to do very well, all right? Uh, you know, we, that's impossible, uh, but he did, and uh, he walked on the water, he confounded them and came to them, and then he completed what he wanted to do, just like he did with the, uh, um, with the five loaves and two fishes. Uh, of course, we know Peter stepped out on the water, and, uh, and, uh, but with him, he gets on board that ship, he calms them, he calms the storm, and what's amazing is, according to John 6 and verse 21, talking about the same story, as soon as he had the tempest and the storm calmed, they were suddenly on the other side. It was just like, boom, they were there. I mean, you're, you're all just staring at me because you know the story, but come on, right? You imagine if it was like dismissal time and all of a sudden, boom, we're home. You'd be like, what just happened? Right? You know, and, then, uh, and they, that happened to them, right? And so they, they were amazed at uh, all that took place there. Uh, and the disciples saw God do all these things. But what's interesting is that they struggled on board this boat, and the Bible tells us why they were so amazed and, and they were so fearful and everything that they went through. It says in verse number 52, this is the reason why they struggled so much, for this is why they were amazed, why they were beyond measure and wondered, for they considered not the miracle of the loaves. Their heart was hard. They didn't consider... What God had just done. And we can even go back and talk about what he had done just in a few previous pages. I mean, we don't have to turn there, but just in the same chapter, Jarius' daughter had died, and he called upon the Lord, and the Lord came and raised his daughter back to life. And the disciples got to see that. There was a man with a withered hand. His hand was crippled and withered and and the lord uh told that man he asked the lord to heal him and the lord said stretch forth thine hand she wasn't able to do but when god told him to he was able to and when he reached out his hand his hand was made whole and healed in front of everyone and just a few chapters before they were in another storm and the lord was asleep on the boat in the back and the storm was raging and the boat was filling with water and they said master Carest not thou that we perish? And the Lord just stood and told the wind to quit blowing and the waves to quit rolling. And all of a sudden, there's perfect peace. They, they saw as Jesus was walking towards Jairus' house that a woman with an issue of blood came and just touched the hem of his garment. And she was healed right there. They had seen as a demonic man possessed with many devils crying out and cutting himself and hurting himself 
And the Lord delivered him and freed him from these evil spirits. They had even, just in the previous few verses, were sent out by the Lord to go to town by town, two by two, with authority and power to heal and to cast out devils. And they did. And then they all come back and they have the miracle of the loaves. So it wasn't like this is the only thing they'd seen. I mean, that's just, and that's just a little picture of some of the things that they experienced. John said all the books in the world couldn't contain all that the Lord did in his earthly ministry. But they had seen a lot. They'd seen a lot of miracles. They'd seen a lot of blessings. Then they get on this boat, as the Lord commanded to, and they become overwhelmed. They thought they were going to die. Then they were scared to death because they considered not the miracle of the loaves. Again, Spurgeon said, hard heart and painful unbelief spring up in the waste places where we bury our forgotten mercies. If we could stop and all of us just share all the good things that God has done for us, we'd be here for a long time. If we all took an opportunity to share where we were in such a dark place and didn't know what was going to happen or how we'd ever going to get through it, but yet God saw us through it, we'd all have reasons to testify today. Yet isn't it sad that when the next storm comes, we struggle over and over and over again. If you've been saved a while, I'd ask you to answer this question, has God ever let you down? And if your answer come across your mind is yes, then you're in the boat with the disciples right now. Because he hasn't. Has he ever failed you? No. Has he ever done amazing things in your life? Has he ever delivered you from a great storm? Has he ever seen you through a very difficult time? The problem is, too often, we're glad he did it. And we will testify that he's done it, how God has been good, until the next storm. And we forget all his mercies. We forget his amazing power. And like the disciples, we feel like we're tossed up and down in a dark depressed discouraging environment because we too consider not the miracle of the loaves so I looked at that and I thought alright so what is what did they miss what did they miss because if the Lord doesn't come back we're going to go through some other storms in life the Lord doesn't come back we're going to be tossed to and fro we're going to go through dark times as well these disciples were exactly where they should have been. They were obeying God. They were in the will of God. They were right where they should be. But we live in a sin-cursed world are still going to face trials and dark times. But God is faithful. And I want you to see just a couple things real quick. Number one, these are very simple things. But if the Lord said they struggled because they considered not the miracle of the loaves, then there has to be something here that they missed, Right? And for us too, it's in the Word of God. Number one, verse 35. And I encourage you to jot these things down, all right? Because we're all going to need it. When we go through our next storm, 
Well, if you're in it, and it's dark and scary, listen to the miracle of the loaves. Number one, he knows where we are. Verse 35, The day was far spent, now far spent, and his disciples came unto him and said, This is a desert place. That was not a newsflash to the Lord. The Lord didn't say, Are you serious? Wow, look at that. We sure are, right? I probably would have in sarcasm, so, but... That's my evil spirit, right? Uh, you know, but the Lord just looked at them and, and they said, we are in a desert place. The Lord knew where they were. He knew exactly where they were. He knew that they were in a desert place. He knew what time it was. He knew what was going on. He knew the environment. They thought they were bringing him news. But they wasn't. He's the Lord. That's a simple thing, but Amen. I mean, we've never informed the Lord of anything. That's right. I, I have prayed a lot in my life, but I've never prayed and broke the news to God. Right. He already knows, right? right? And if you're in that storm, if you're in a place right now, in a desert place, where it's, it's, it's dry and barren, and you're, I, I'm not sure what's going on, and a lot of times you're like, God! You read that in the Psalms a lot. The psalmist will cry out to God and say, Look at me, attend unto my prayer. Look where I'm at. Listen, the Lord knows where you're at. Yes. He never lost track of you. We're, we're not informing him of what's going on in our life. He already knows. And it's a comforting thing to know this, that his eyes are never off of you. He knows what you're going through. He knows what you're thinking. He knows how you're feeling. He knows the trial. He knows the hurt. He knows the pain. And He is there to heal and to help. Yes. He knows where we are. Yes. I'm thankful He knows where we are at all times. Number two, He knows what we need. The disciples said, send Him away. But they have nothing to eat. Verse 37, he answered and said to him, Give ye them to eat. He knew that this great multitude, they needed something to eat. And now we're not into the miracle yet, but the Lord knew what they needed. Lord, they're hungry. He knew that. He knew what they needed. He looked at his disciples and said, Give ye them to eat. He knew what was needed for that time and for that place. And I know it's very simple, but my friends, he knows exactly where you are. And he knows exactly what you need. Our problem is sometimes we think we know what we need. Instead of just surrendering to God for God to give us what we need. I'm going to let you stop and think on that for just a second, all right? We get so frustrated sometimes. We're like, God, I need this. Instead of saying, God, you do whatever you need to do. God, you know what I need. And a lot of times we're in a storm and we are having a hard time or we're in a barren place because we've got it all figured out and we know what we are, we're telling God what we need instead of surrendering to God. And there's a big difference there. 
I've been in dark times. I've been in storms too. And I've cried out to God and praise the Lord that He is a God that we can cry out to. I've also been foolish at times in telling God everything He needed to do. But God knows what we need. God knows exactly where we are and God knows what our need is. And whether it be a time of barrenness, when, when, remember when the Lord, when the woman with the issue of blood touched the hem of his garment and he stopped? He said, someone touched me. And the disciples were like, could have been a lot of people because they were thronged by so many people. The Lord stopped. Did the Lord know what had happened? Yes. Absolutely, right? Anytime the Lord ever asks a question, He already knows the answer. He's teaching us. But He stopped. Did He know that lady was going to be on that street that day? Do you think He purposely walked on whatever side of the road He needed to walk on? I mean, seriously. Of course He did. And he knelt down and had compassion on that lady. He knew he knew where she was. He knew what she needed. And I don't care what story you want to look at. Nothing took God by surprise. He knew where we are. He knew what we needed. And he always provides. There's a lot of times we want to tell God what we need instead of surrendering to God to what he wants. But he knew, number one, where he knows where we are. Number two, he knows what we need. Number three, he knows what we have. Verse 38, he said, how many loaves have ye? Now, the Lord already knew. He always knows. But look what it says. He said, how many loaves have ye? And they, they all looked at him. I mean, now I know this is my commentary, right? Because his next statement is what? Go and, see. Go and see. I mean, it's one of those things. They, well, how many loads have you? And all the disciples are like. I mean, probably at that moment, nothing. He said, well, go and see. And so they walked around and they found this little boy with a lunch, right? And it says there in that verse after he says, go and see. And when they knew. Jesus he already knew right but when they knew the Lord wanted them to see what they had they said five and two fishes in the other passage of scripture they said but what is that among so many right but the Lord specifically said give ye them to eat <laughs> well how many loaves have ye well, go and see They've come back a little, you know, all right, we've, we found out we have five loaves and two fishes. Enough to get you an idea. Enough for a young boy's lunch. I mean, this wasn't a smorgasbord, right? He carried it with him. Enough for a boy's lunch. And they said, well, we have five loaves and two fishes. And the Lord said, perfect. 
See, a lot of times when we're in a storm and we're in a barren place or we're in a dark place, we're telling God everything that we need. And God is looking at us and saying, but I'm going to work with what you got. Because then guess who gets the glory? Just give me what you have. Surrender to the Lord and say, here's all I've got, God. A lot of times we get so discouraged and so upset because of what we don't have when God says, if you just give me what you have, I will do amazing things here. He knew where they were. He knows what we need. He knows what we have. Then I like this. And take comfort. Because he knows when we're worn. He knows when we're tired. He knows when we're hurting. Verse 39, he, Jesus, commanded them, the disciples, to make all sit down by companies upon the green grass. These people that had followed him, they were not only hungry, they were tired. He had everybody sit down. And amazing, isn't it awesome? Just God. They were in a desert place. But in that desert place, God had some grass for them to sit in. And no matter what storm you're going through, God has a place for you where he could give you rest. I encourage you on your own time, maybe read through this passage again and read it with Psalm 23 and see the parallels here. He knew these people were tired. One of the reasons why he didn't send them back to their find food in other nearby towns is because they were exhausted. And the Lord tells them to sit. And he gave them a place to sit. And when you're going through a storm, you're going through a hard time, a barren time, a dark time, be still and know that he's God and he had them sit down in the green grass because the Lord knew they were weary he knew they were worn number five he knows how to satisfy he knows how to satisfy you know what he did starting in verse number 40 Number one, he brought order. That's his plan. He brought order. Because the Lord does everything orderly. And a lot of times when we're in a dark time or in a storm, everything's chaotic, right? When we're going through the hardest of times, we feel like life's out of control, right? I mean, when we're in our deepest depressions because everything is just going crazy and we don't know how to handle it. And they were hungry. There's 5,000 people standing there. And the Lord tells them to sit down. And he does it specifically in ranks by hundreds and fifties. He does everything orderly. So he has a plan. And then he shows his power in verse number 41. He takes these five loaves and two fishes. He looks up to heaven and blessed and break the loaves and gave them to his disciples to set before them. And the two fishes divided he among them all. 5,000 people were fed by these few loaves and fishes. He knows where we are. He knows what we need. He knows what we have. He knows when we're worn. And he knows how to satisfy 
He had a plan. He will bring order to our life. He will show his power. Let God work. And then there was peace. Verse 42, and they did all what? And were All the people are now, because you know the way it is. I, I know it doesn't say this, all right? But now they're kind of reclining on the grass, right? Woo. Yeah. They were filled, man. And they're all sitting there. No more stomachs growling. No more kids. Dad, I'm hungry. Because you know that happened, right? right? Happens to all of us, right? I mean, no, no more, you know, a, a weakness. Everybody's sitting there, and they're, you can just, I know this is commentary, my assumption. But boy, did the mood change. God met their need in a miraculous way. And the people were sitting there now satisfied because God brought his plan, was order, his power, and great peace. Number six. He knows how we struggle. Verse number 43, And he took up 12 baskets full of fragments and of the fishes. I know the Bible doesn't say this, but they didn't consider the miracle of the loaves. God was teaching them something at the miracle of the loaves. God was attempting to show them something, right? That they apparently missed and by no coincidence, when all was said and done, there were 12 baskets left over that the 12 disciples passed out. That the 12 disciples said, we don't have anything. The 12 disciples said, send them away. The 12 disciples said, what is one boy's lunch, five loaves and two fishes with so many people? The 12 disciples said, we can't feed them. But now the 12 disciples each had a full basket left over for them. God knows how to meet our need. God knows how to do the impossible. And these disciples were struggling in their faith, and God was trying to teach them something. And my last point is this. He knows where we are. He knows what we need. He knows what we have. He knows when we're worn. He knows how to satisfy. He knows how we struggle. Listen to this simple statement. He knows what he's doing. This is the part I really want you to catch here. Verse 43, they had 12 baskets left over. Verse 44, and they did eat and they that did eat of the loaves were about 5,000 men. So God feeds all these people. God feeds the disciples. Everybody's sitting there on green grass completely satisfied. Verse 31, before all this happens. The disciples come back after being sent out two by two from town to town. They've come back to report in to the Lord of all the great and wonderful things. It says, And he said unto them, Come ye yourselves apart into a desert place, and rest a while. 
There were many coming and going, and they had no leisure so much as to eat. The Lord looked at the twelve and said, Let's go rest. Let's go eat. Right? And all these people follow him. And all these people are hungry, and they're like, send them away. Because we don't have anything for them to eat. We're supposed to be resting here, God. Right? That's what he told them. Lord, send them away. We're done with people. We're tired. We're hungry. You want us to feed them? We don't even have food. Lord says, give them something to eat. We don't have anything. Well, what do you have? Go and see. Well, we got five loaves and two fishes. Perfect. Have everybody sit down. He asked God to bless. He feeds these 5,000. After he feeds these 5,000, he goes, by the way, gather up all their leftovers. How much is there? 12 baskets. Then they sat down and they ate. And can you imagine what they just witnessed? And I wrote this down. Rest. We equate rest like a nap, right? But in the Bible, rest is faith. Faith in the fruit. Faith that God will do what he said he would do. And eating is enjoying the fruit from our faith. And the disciples had to learn. Have faith. You are where you should be. I will take care of you. And look at the fruit. What I can do. Now go in that boat. Go across the sea. And the storm came and the wind was blowing and Jesus is standing there on that seashore watching them and they're toiling in rowing. The wind was contrary to them. They were going as hard as they could and it seemed like they were going nowhere. It was dark and scary and the storm was mighty. The Lord came to them. They still didn't see him. He was there, but they didn't see him. Until he finally speaks to them. He gets in that boat. Peace, calm, and they're on the other side. But they struggled. Because they didn't consider the miracle of the loaves. 
And you and I are going to go through a lot of things in life. And all of us could sit down today and share and talk about how God has been faithful and God has been good and God has pulled us through dark times and hard times. Listen to me as blunt as I can. He's not going to quit on you now. He didn't change. He's still that mighty. He's still that powerful. Our problem is we keep telling God what all we want and what all we don't have and how we're not sure he can do it. Instead, consider the miracle of the loaves. That he knows where you are. He knows what you need. He knows what you have. He knows that you're worn. But he knows how to satisfy you. And he knows that we struggle. But trust him. Because he knows what he's doing. And he will see us through. Our problem is our hard hearts and our painful unbeliefs spring up in the waste places where we have buried our forgotten mercies. Today, we need to be reminded how good God's been to us. And if you're in the middle of that storm or you're in that desert place today, consider the miracle of the loaves. He's not going to let you down. Now, you've got to be in the boat. You've got to be where God tells you. You've got to be following Him to the best of your ability. But He'll never let us down. And I'm thankful for a God like that. And if you don't know that God today, like in an intimate way, where you've talked to Him and you know He speaks to you, and then I encourage you, why don't you come forward during this invitation time and let us take God's Word and show you how you can have a personal relationship with the Lord. And if you are saved and you know that, consider the miracle of the loaves.